In today's economic storm, people's retirement accounts are being devastated. Consumers are searching for a safe place to put their money. Are you feeling the same? If you are, please get ready to listen and learn about a new concept that will give you financial security and peace of mind. Now, here is the host of Become the Banker, certified financial planner and award-winning author, Joseph Quijano. Good morning, everybody. This is Jordan Quijano, Joseph Quijano's son. Today, I will be sitting in and uh, hosting the show today. So this will be a fun event for all of us. And uh, really, uh, a topic for today is just an amazing topic because I think we're coming into 2021 with all of our encouragement from everybody just to have a better year. I mean, 2020 has sucked. Let's just be real, guys. It's been horrible. It's been one of these years that we all have already said that it's going to go down the books of history is probably one of the worst years. And that's sad because we've had a horrible pandemic. We've had horrible, uh, you know, just judicial and, and, and economic and society problems going on throughout the whole year that are worse than it's ever been. It's, it's just a sad year. And it's time for us to start planning for a better year ahead of us because 2021, if there's anything that we can do about it, it's to make it a better year. Ourselves, if we've all been living through this year of 2020 this long already and, and still dealing with the same lockdowns and especially for some of the new places like Canada is going into lockdown again and the U.S. same way. We're already used to it by now, so let's go into 2021 with the mindset of making it the best year yet. And that's what today's topic is going to be all about, is how can you make 2021 a better year financially for you, and how you can really set yourself up and your family for success, because that's the key thing. It takes you. It doesn't take a stimulus check. It doesn't take... Uh, you know, it, 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 well, it does take definitely a vaccine. I will say that. But <laughs> but aside from the vaccine, it de the, everything else is going to be something we're going to have to do on our own to bring it to a better year, to make this a better financial position and treat it as if this isn't even happening right now. So let's talk about a few things here. These last few shows, we've been talking about kind of the myths of, of retirement and, and, and some of the good, the bad, the ugly of retirement products that are out there and some of the products that have high fees and high kind of, uh, you know, deceptions behind them that people really don't know. Today, I want to talk about some of the mistakes that we've all made. You know, there's, there's mistakes that I know all of us have made financially that we can do better. And that's going to be part of the show. And then I want to talk about some of the areas that we can improve on and really where to look to to try to get to a better financial spot. So let's start with this. I could say sitting on my couch in the year of 2020, this whole year, and trying to do as much working out as possible and getting outside and you know trying to run with your mask if you can and <laughs> not suffocate as well as, for us at least, most of the gyms have been shut down for almost ever. 
aside from that, there has been a tremendous amount of spending money online. I know we're all guilty of it, and this isn't new. I mean, this happened before the pandemic. But when you look at some of the numbers of money that you were spending before the before the pandemic and to where you are spending today, I'm not just talking about shopping on a computer or on our cell phone every day on Amazon. I know I look every day and see what the best little Amazon ticker is and what the deal of the day is. We are all guilty of it. And this is something that has to stop because these charges have built up to just a tremendous amount of money that we're not used to spending. I mean, there couldn't be a better word in this world that we need to focus on. And what that word is, is budget. Budget. And I hate that word. Everybody hates the word budget. So don't worry. It's not just you and I. Uh, when I say it, don't get turned off by it because it is a, a word that usually has a negative connotation. But it's important to look back at having a budget. And I've done a prior show on this. So please tune back to uh, when we talked about doing our budgets on a previous show. But I won't get too deep into this one. I just want you to understand having the budget is key. So that we know where we're starting at today and where we're ending at tomorrow. I know this year for most, most of all my clients, looking at their finances from 2019 to 2020, oh my goodness, their budgets were so far off. I mean, just by off of thousands and thousands of dollars, even in a year that we weren't making as much money, there was more money getting spent on more more than groceries i'm talking about shopping i'm talking about buying all these gifts that you don't need useless toys for the dogs and this that whatever i mean just a bunch of stuff that will never be seen again so ask yourself i mean how much shopping have you been doing how much have you been looking at your budget have you been saying true to it and be honest with yourself because in reality, the only person that's going to know it is yourself. You know, and of course, your financial advisor, if you're working with us, because I like to be a financial coach. I like to tell you that if you're not on target, then you're not on target and we got to get you back on target. But you don't have to do it the old fashioned way of going on the beans and rice diet where you can't have fun. And you just have to eat ramen and do all the boring stuff. No. Enjoy your lifestyle. Enjoy your life. But it's all within reason. It's all within balance. So be honest with yourselves. I do ask you. I ask you to do that. Be honest with yourselves. Because, again, nobody else knows except for yourself here. Now, aside from spending money on Amazon... And going online for Cyber Monday or or for the Thanksgiving shopping day, you know, after uh, you know Black Friday that we're all aware of. I mean, the the amount of money that they made this year was just insane. But aside from all of that, let's talk about reoccurring charges. This year, the one good thing I can say about 2020. And maybe, and maybe there's a couple more out there that I'm not thinking of at the moment. But I can say what, the one good thing that has happened with 2020 
is for a lot of us spenders, for a lot of us that put money out there, I hope it's allowed us to analyze how much money we have going out the door that doesn't need to go out the door. And that's why I mean by reoccurring charges. Netflix, are you truly using your Netflix account? I think probably most of all of us are right now, especially because you can't get out to go to a movie theater anymore. But do you really use Hulu? Do you need Spotify? Do you need anything else? You know, do you need Sirius XM radio for your car that you're not even driving anymore because you're staying at home? Any reoccur- reoccurring charge, gym, gym uh, you know, uh, bills that you have to pay every single month that you're not using, this is something that 2020 has really opened up all of our eyes to. And I think that's important because sometimes that's the beauty that most of those companies look for. And that's why they charge such a little amount, you know, $6.99, Netflix, $12.99, you know, just a small amount that it won't, it won't alarm you when you see it hit your, your, uh, your report at the end of the month, when you look at your balance sheet. And so these small amounts, when we're in a time crunch of, where we have not as much money coming in and we're trying to save as much as we can because somebody lost a job or whatever the case may be. We're all trying to fight ourselves to try to find the next toilet paper roll at the next grocery store. I mean, seriously, these are real things that we look at that I can say 2020s allowed us to be realistic with ourselves and ask ourselves again, do we need that reoccurring charge? Do I need that subscription to, you know, Bass Pro that I got sold five years ago from uh, the little kid down my neighbor street that was helping out his baseball team? Well, I hope his baseball team did well, but that was five years ago. I mean, he might not be in baseball anymore. It's okay to get rid of that subscription if you're not using it anymore. I mean, these are these are the things that we need to reevaluate and truly figure out what we what we could take off the budget. And what we can keep on to help our living expenses and, again, to help our budget be a little bit more feasible so that we can enjoy the lifestyle that I'm talking about. To not be on that beans and rice diet. This is the lifestyle that I want you all to be a part of, which is to enjoy yourselves. But you have to cut out the small little areas that all add up, even if it's only $6.99 and even if it doesn't only $12.99. Or for 24-hour fitness, 30, you know, 24.99 over here. It all adds up. So cut out the reoccurring charges and realize that you might not need those. They might not be worth the expense. Now, I've talked about the budget already. I'm not going to hit any more on it really too much, but I will refer to it throughout the show because that is how you plan for 2021. There is no other way to talk about it other than realizing that we have to put some financial goals in place. And some financial goals that we're looking for, I like to always have maybe about at least three to four financial goals. You know, I'm just talking about financial goals. You can have, you know, as many goals as you want. I know people who have 10, maybe 15 goals a year, and they put it on a little sticky note in their wallet, and they carry it with them every day 
It's laminated. They look at it every single time. They pull their wallet out. And I know people who do the picture boards. And they put it up in their bedroom or in front of their treadmill. I mean, you could do whatever you works for you. A, visual, a visualization board, I believe, actually is what it's called. But for myself, as far as financial goals, I really only look about at about three. Three to four. I make one big financial goal. You know, so to me, what is that big financial goal? Is it, am I looking to purchase a house for the year? Is that a big financial goal? That's what I mean by big goal. It big, 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 I, I, maybe I should say large amount of money goal. Or am I looking to purchase a new vehicle for that year? Maybe I'm looking, you know, to, to have a, a condominium to rent out or, or get a duplex or, or a huge, home remodel that could be the one big expensive goal for the year goal number two for me or for anybody i mean but this is again this is just goals that i think of for the year to help me plan for this and i write these down so that you know what you're shooting for is a vacation goal and more than ever right now i know we all want a vacation I mean, this is something we should definitely be planning for because as soon as this is all resolved and we have the vaccine and everything's in place and the doors are lifted, you better believe everybody's going to be getting out of their their house and, and more than likely out of their state or even country at that. So look at a vacation goal. I'm serious. That's going to be something. You want to enjoy yourself. You know, people... Uh, we, we, and I say people as all of us as the people. That's kind of how I talk here. So don't mind it when I say people. But when I'm talking about this, really, ladies and gentlemen, this is something we just have to realize. It's going to happen no matter what. Whether you take that vacation this year or next year, you got to put a budget away for it and make it a good vacation, a, wor a worthy one. You don't want to only spend $1,000. And, and I'm not saying that that's a bad vacation. That's the, that's not that you can't go far with a thousand dollars, but I mean, make it a great vacation. If you haven't taken a good vacation in five or 10 years and you've just been grinding and working and, and, and being a mom or a dad and helping out little Timmy and little Jimmy and, and Susie and doing schoolwork and, you know, just getting the grind on every day. There's nobody else in this world that deserves a vacation more than yourself. So seriously, put yourself aside and put a good budget for a good little trip and a nice, whether it's a big vacation trip to Disney World, Disneyland with the family, maybe it's to go to Europe, Spain, Brazil, you know, any, anywhere. It can go anywhere you guys want to go, but make it worth it because I think we all deserve a nice trip. This is very, very important. And the third and final kind of goal that I look at for financial goal is kind of this is more kind of the uh, not as important stuff. You know, maybe the not as expensive. I look at maybe maybe fifteen hundred, like maybe two thousand dollars and down kind of goal. Like maybe I need to get new tires for my vehicle this year. Yeah, it's not that exciting, but I know that I have to do it. That's going to be about a thousand dollars. Or, you know what, maybe I know I need to get a new computer. 
a new laptop this year. So you know what? This is a goal that I have to plan for because that helps me with my work. I need a computer for work. I need a computer to, to be remote or, or a laptop to be remote. You know, just things like that. Or you know what? The TV's been going out for many, many you know months now, and it's been giving you a little of those pixelated images on your TV there. Stop suffering. Pay for a nice TV. That, to me, is kind of a, a small expense goal. I mean, and these are these, you can kind of see the trend here from goal three all the way down to goal one. Each one of them kind of have their price limit. So think about that as we take this break. This is Jordan Quijano on Become the Banker Inspired Choices Network. We'll be right back with you right after the short break. If what you thought to be true about money turned out not to be true, when would you like to know about it? Most of us have been taught wrong about money either by our family or friends. Our school system does not have any curriculum to teach us how money really works and how to make our money grow without risk in any economy. By tuning in to Become the Banker radio show with certified financial planner Joseph Quijano, you'll learn the truth about money and strategies to help you grow your money without risk. Are you ready to thrive financially in the economy? Listen for Become the Banker Radio Show every Monday at 12 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Central, 10 a.m. Mountain, and 9 a.m. Pacific. Are you a subject matter expert? Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? Inspire Choices Network has a global radio platform streaming to millions of people across the world. Professionally produced and supported by an accomplished team every step of the way, you can broadcast from anywhere in the world knowing your voice matters and we ensure it is delivered with ease and efficiency. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspired Choices Network radio host. Email becomeahost at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. This is the Become the Banker Show with certified financial planner, Joseph Quijano. To participate in today's show, join our live studio audience in our chat room at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. You can also ask or comment by email to joseph at becomethebanker.org or text to 303-880-0887. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Jordan Quijano back with Become the Banker on Inspired Choices Network. And we're just getting into the beginning of our planning for 2021. I mean, let's be honest, this is a hot topic right now. And right before we had our break there, I was just finishing up the three financial goals that I make every single year. You don't have to, and like I said, for you, it could be three, it could be four, it could be two, it could be whatever. I mean, this is just advice that I like to give all my clients and for all you view or listeners or viewers out there watching the podcast. This is the ability to put yourself in a successful position. Having yourself set up for those three goals, and like I said, usually I have one big financial goal. That's the third, you know, I kind of went out of order when I explained it before we did break, where you have a big ex expense of either purchasing a new house for that year, or you're looking to, to be, purchase a new vehicle, 
or just something that is a lot of money, but that is the goal for that year. And maybe that goal is a two-year goal even because it, because it's a new house. That's very possible. And that second goal, that's more of what I call the vacation, the uh, kind of the goal that would put your mind at ease kind of goal where, where you can reset yourself, reestablish putting yourself grounded, you know, kind of get your third eye centered, as they say, just to allow yourself to be at more peace because we work so hard. We, we all work so hard on the daily, whether it's physically a job or whether it's raising children, getting them ready for the day-to-day -day activities. We all work so hard. So the second target to save money for, is, like I said, is have vacation funds. And especially right now for 2021, once we get the release of the vaccines and all these abilities for us to travel, we're all going to want to spend some money to go to a nice place and kind of get out and enjoy that lifestyle. So put some money aside to really give you and your family a great trip because you guys deserve this, especially even just the kids. Because this has been a tough year for everybody for 2020. Let's just be real about it. Everybody's been stressed, not even just ourselves our, as the adults, but also our kids, our children. They have had to work from home with, it, with their schooling. They can't go to the, the dances, uh, maybe like prom. Maybe they missed out on their graduation walk. I mean, certain things that are monumental moments that I, I recall back to when I was in high school, that they didn't get this year because of this horrible pandemic that we're in. So be realistic with yourself and with your family and take a nice vacation. But it all starts with budgeting for that expensive vacation because it is expensive. Let's not lie. And the first and final one kind of going into that order is kind of what I call that mediocre to smaller financial goal. Do I need new tires for the vehicle this year because I've been putting it off? You know, and, and I know tires for most vehicles these days, I mean, depending on what you drive, but they're not they're not cheap. I mean, they're expensive. I know for my vehicle, they're $1,000 uh, every time I have to replace them. And those are all-season tires. Nothing fancy, nothing special, but $1,000. And it's just because it's an SUV. So, you know, it's just one of those things that, you know, I got to plan for that because that's a big expense. Or maybe, like I said, a new laptop or a new computer because you know it's time for yourself to get that, that, that new upgraded Dell or HP or Apple, Mac, whatever you want to use. So goals like that are very important to put in place. And that's something that I do every single year before 20, well, in my case, before the new year starts. So before 2021 starts, I'm already thinking about what my three expensive goals are for the year. And again, these are just financial goals. I want everybody else I know has other goals, spiritual goals, family goals, personal goals, health goals. And that's all great. Do that. Yes, that's everything a part of it. All I'm talking about are just the financial side right now because that's what this is. This is a financial show. So what are your three financial goals that you can put in place to really help your family out or really to help yourself out? Let's be real about that. So aside from that, 
something else that I was I was kind of looking into is going back to really what 2020 has brought us. As, and what I mean by brought us is realization, you know, bringing us, it's, it's kind of humbled us into an experience. You know, that's the best way to put it, that 2020 has humbled us. We've all been humbled this year because we've realized you can lose a job in the blink of an eye and you have absolutely no control of it. It was out of your hands. You could have been the best worker in that company, but maybe the company just got shut down. Maybe they didn't have the funds because of everything that happened and the company shut down and many people face that. Or the other side of being humbled is a lot of people did not have an emergency fund built up. And this brings up to my next point. These emergency funds that we have to build for your goal of 2021. A lot of us who had emergency funds, we've probably burned through them already for 2020. And that's okay because that was what the emergency fund was meant for, for something just like this. If there was an emergency where you lost your job, somebody got sick, maybe the vehicle went out. Oh, uh, sorry, I hit the mic there. Or if something else just happened that was a big emergency, that was the whole point of an emergency fund. And I ask all my clients when I sit down, whether they're my new clients or prospects or my even existing old clients, I always ask them is how is your emergency fund? How is that working for you? And everybody usually always tells me a couple, they give me a couple answers. One usually is, oh, it's doing really well. Uh, you know, I've got my 401k and it's growing really well. Wrong answer. That is not an emergency fund. Your 401k is not an emergency fund. That should never be in your mind a savings account or anything else than what it's meant for, which is a retirement account. Because when you look up the definition of what a savings account is, and when you put that tied to an emergency account, it needs to be money that you have access to without penalties. And it needs to be money that you can get to that's liquid without any volatility. Well, what is a 401k or a retirement account, an IRA or anything else? It's volatility. There's vol it's volatile if you go up or down. And typically, there's usually penalties or fees or taxes that you have to pay. So that's usually one answer I get all the time when I talk about the emergency fund with my clients is they say that they think they have an emergency fund, but that's not the right answer because your retirement account is not your emergency fund. Now, a couple of the other answers could be that people have stocks or, or, or maybe they have a HELOC, like a home equity line tied to their house. And, you know, in some of those areas, again, aren't the best areas to consider for an emergency fund. But I would rather those over a 401k or an IRA, you know, and especially when you look at what HELOCs are, if anybody that hasn't heard what that is, that's a home equity a home equity line of credit against your house. And what that basically means is they take the equity over your house. Let's just say your house is worth $300,000 and maybe you owe 100,000 on it. So technically you've got $200,000 of equity in your house that you, that you own outright in the house. That's truly yours. But really to me, equity is dead money in the house. It's inside the bricks. You can't get it. 
So for, for a HELOC, a nice thing about it is they give you the ability to have access to a portion of that 200000 A lot of banks and financial institutions, they'll, they'll lend you up to 80% of however much equity you have available. And so I always recommend for all clients not to take advantage of the full 80%. That's rule number one. But you should have a HELOC because I think a HELOC is important to have because it's basically having a credit card tied to your house and it's only used for emergencies like the water heater goes out and you don't have the money set aside for that or a pipe bursts and the, and the insurance doesn't cover uh, or, or you don't have the full amount to cover with the insurance or you don't have the deductible handy to pay for it. Or maybe you just want to do a home remodel and you want to take money well, that's where HELOCs come in very good places because it's tied to the equity of your house. So look into HELOCs when you're looking into 2021 because I think going from 2020, looking at how low these interest rates have gotten today, they are so, so low right now that it is very appealing for people to take advantage of that. But keep in mind... HELOCs, home equity lines, they are what you call an ARM interest rate. They can go up. Uh, they they can go up on you basically at any point. So they're not they're not typically locked in. Sometimes you'll get a promo where you get it locked in for eighteen months or maybe up to a year, but then it could go up at some point based off of uh, the bond market or the real estate market. So. So it's one of those areas that that's what I always recommend clients that the bank wants you to take advantage of the full 80%. You look back at 2007, 2008 with the mortgage collapse. This is what happened to a lot of people is they took HELOCs out. They took all the equity out of the home that they had and they used that equity a lot of times and they purchased another house. Well, what happened? Interest rates. Were, were, were basically taken They're, and uh, the real estate market itself, the value of the homes are taking. So people are going underneath water because they had all these bank notes out there that could, they couldn't pay on and they didn't have anything worth the house because they took all the equity out and put it on another house. That's why people got in trouble there uh, as far as individuals. So don't put yourself in trouble when it comes to HELOCs. All I'm trying to say is take advantage of it when you can, because when you're in a good position, when you have income, you're working, you have some savings, you're eligible to get a HELOC. When you lose your job, you don't have savings, and you have bad credit, you're not eligible for a HELOC. Even if you have equity in your house, the bank will not give you a HELOC. And that's the reason why I bring this up is because for anybody who had HELOCs through 2020, that could have been a source of a little bit of maybe a buffer to help them through some of the tough times if they lost a job, just to get them by for a couple months to pay the mortgage, to pay what they needed to, things of that sort. So again, going back to the beginning statement of this break here was 2020 has been a year of humble, you know, being humbled. We've been all humbled because of not understanding that we need emergency funds. We need access to 
key locks or we need access to money if something happens so that you have that money to be readily available to help pay for your kids you know food for the milk in the fridge for the for the mortgage if they if you're not in forbearance or just whatever the case may be you need to have an emergency fund and for most people at this point if you didn't have an emergency fund in 2020 you felt it and it hurts and i hope that this is the feeling that you get from it going forward knowing that you never want to feel that way again you never want to be in a position like that again that you don't have the money and that's me just being being just real honest and truthful. I want it to be realistic. Understand that it put you in a bad position if you didn't have that savings account and you didn't have that emergency funds. And make sure that you can never be in that position again because we don't want that to happen ever again for you and your family. So let's take another break here. This is Jordan Keanu with Become the Banker on Inspired Choices Network. And we'll be right back with you. If what you thought to be true about money turned out not to be true, when would you like to know about it? Most of us have been taught wrong about money either by our family or friends. Our school system does not have any curriculum to teach us how money really works and how to make our money grow without risk in any economy. By tuning in to Become the Banker radio show with certified financial planner Joseph Quijano, you'll learn the truth about money and strategies to help you grow your money without risk. Are you ready to thrive financially in the economy? Listen for Become the Banker Radio Show every Monday at 12 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Central, 10 a.m. Mountain, and 9 a.m. Pacific. Investments hit all-time lows, except for Become the Banker. Do you know how much money was lost in those accounts? Not one penny. Become the Banker is a safe, guaranteed return of 4% plus a 1% dividend. In a nutshell, you overfund life insurance on purpose to build a tax-sheltered cash account for retirement and for loaning to yourself along the way and not losing to the stock market. BecomeTheBanker.org. You owe it to yourself to go to the next seminar. BecomeTheBanker.org. Who's laughing now? This is the Become the Banker Show with certified financial planner, Joseph Quijano. To participate in today's show, join our live studio audience in our chat room at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. You can also ask or comment by email to joseph at becomethebanker.org or text to 303-880-0887. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. This is Jordan Quijano with Become the Banker. Coming back from our break here with you guys, and I really hope that this episode has uh, has brought some good feeling inside you today. And uh, I really, you know, not even just good feeling, but let's just say a scale of different emotions, you know, because that was the whole point of the show. You know, I wanted us, I want this to be a show of us planning for 2021 in the right way, and by doing so. It's talking about some of the pain that we went through. You know, it really is. We had some pain this year, and it's talking about being humbled through that pain for not maybe being responsible for not having a, an emergency fund. And so what are we going to do different for 2021? I hope we're all going to build an emergency fund. I hope we're going to all get access to maybe HELOCs or, or good forms of cash that if we absolutely needed to tap into something, it isn't our retirement accounts. It isn't areas that we need for our future. And of course, it's talking about putting budgets in place when it's not only financial budgets, but 
just budgets for you to understand where you're starting at and where you're going to end at at the end of the year. Because otherwise, there's no other way to measure. We're just basically shooting darts at a blank board here, hoping that we're hitting the, you know, the the middle marks. You know, the <laughs> can't even think of the, the 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 word here, but hit the the mark point in the middle when there isn't one. You know, basically the whole goal here is you need to have a budget and goals put in place, and this is what 2021 is all about. This time of year. We are coming into an end here of enjoying not only the time with the family that we all can share for Christmas or whatever holiday that we are going to have together and, and, and New Year's and, and just time with the family. I want us to really cherish that. Enjoy your time. But what's more important as well is, is looking into 2021 with a clear mindset. It's a mindset of understanding where you were last year, 2020, I'm talking in the future here, and where we never want to go back to. And I want us to get to a place that we all can truly all say that we are comfortable and know that nothing's going to hurt us financially if we come again another to another pandemic or something the market crashes, lose a job, you get sick, whatever the case may be, because we've all learned from our mistakes that we might not have had in place this year. So the last kind of part of the show that I really want to bring into this is really looking into looking into 2021 is how can we make it better aside from a budget? How can we make 2021 better aside from building that emergency fund? I think this is the year that you should start to be thinking about how do I make more money? You know what I'm saying? 2021 should be an idea where you can start to think to yourself, how am I able to make more money with my family or even just myself? That should be the goal for 2021. How do I make more money? Is there a business idea that you've been tossing around in the back of your head here for a little bit? And the reason why, before I even get ahead of myself here, the reason why I think you should start to really implement this idea and then really start to plan this out, take the appropriate steps. Don't just think of an idea and go for it. I mean, you seriously, when you talk about building a business, and you're talking about a great financial idea or whatever the uh, service is or product, you have to take the appropriate steps in planning. What do we have on our hands right now, ladies and gentlemen? We've got some time. While, while we still have this time of COVID, even leading into 2021, I want you guys to use this time wisely to maybe think about that new business plan that you might have been kicking around for a while. Maybe there was an idea that you've had for years, but you just couldn't get to it because there was just no time in the day for you to possibly do it between between work and taking care of the kids and working out and doing your own personal stuff. Well, this is the time to try to make some more money. How is this possible? I mean, is, is it worth getting a second job? Is there an ability to, to be able to 
really look at possibly having a second position or a second career that you can work remotely. I think, again, something that we've all found from 2020 is we are all capable of working remotely now. I mean, it's not that all companies are going to allow it going forward, but I guarantee you a majority of them are because it's going redu- it's going to reduce their overhead by a lot. And with that being said, if you've adapted to being able to work from home and you're able to possibly not only work one job but work two jobs from a computer, why not do it? I mean, this is a great opportunity for you to make some extra money to help work for these goals, to help build for the retirement that we all want to have, and of course, to help get that budget back to where we need it. One of of my clients that come to mind, and this is why this really is, this is why this, uh, you know, came to mind, why I brought this up, is because of this client. You know, I'm not going to use his name. Let's just call him Jerry, though. Let's just call him Jerry. I sat down with Jerry, and he was a uh, a computer analyst. I mean, his his correct title that he had at the time, you know. And and so basically, we were sitting down and taking an intake form, you know, asking about kind of his assets, what his retirement accounts were, what debts he had, how much he owned the house, all these things. Jerry really had some good numbers, you know. He he was making about two hundred fifty thousand dollars at an IT company, doing really well for himself, had most of his mortgage paid off, didn't have any debt at all, had a great retirement, great 401ks. And then that's when he told me that, oh, no, that, that's only half of it, Jordan. And I said, what do you mean, Jerry? That's only half of it. I mean, $250,000, I mean, that's a, that's a good amount of money. That's, that's a very large chunk of money for most people. Well, he said, yeah, that's, that's, that's one of my jobs. I actually work two jobs because since I am in the IT world, I'm able to work, you know, basically two IT companies, and uh, and they both allow, you know, they both don't know that I work <laughs> separately, but but I have the time in the day to work at both companies and get paid handsomely for both. Because the other job paid him another hundred and twenty-five thousand dollars a year from that job. So you're telling me this guy was making close to almost half a million dollars a year with two jobs because he was innovative. He was, and this was, this was before the pandemic. Let me just, let me just emphasize this. This was about probably about four years ago when I met Jerry, maybe three, maybe three actually, uh, three years ago when I met Jerry. And, and I really, seriously, I, I looked at it and I said, geez, that's just brilliant. I mean, I'm so happy to hear that, you know, you could have just stopped and said, you know what? 250,000 is a good money. I'm making great money, you know, so I, why, why not? Let's just stop right there. But he took it to another level and said, well, why, why stop there? I have the extra time. I can use my profession and during the day be able to categorize it and really be able to multitask with both positions and make an extra 100 to 150K a year. I mean, brilliant, just brilliant. So ask yourself. Are you like Jerry? I mean, can you put yourself in a place that you can make some more money? You know, maybe you maybe you aren't in IT. I'm not saying that you need to be an IT tech person. 
I'm not saying that you have to work on the computer. But what I am saying is, do you have enough enough motivation to allow yourself to make more money? Because that's where it starts. You could have stopped, just like Jerry could have stopped at the 250K. Or you could maybe make up another job while you're working or another income somewhere else and be able to have the capacity of making multi more than one or two incomes. And if, and if you're making two incomes and then you're married and your wife is making an income or maybe, or maybe she's making two incomes as well, you guys are going to be into such a great position that it's going to give you the ability to take over the world. So ask yourself, do you have the motivation or are you just going to spend that extra time on the couch, watching Netflix, ordering all the toys and all the extra bags and all the extra gimmick bag, uh, food and, and uh, the healthy teas and all the other stuff from Amazon that's getting advertised? Or are you going to take that extra step and make some more money in 2021? Are you going to do that? Be like Jerry and let's all be like Jerry and figure out how do we make more money. That is really the that is what I want you to take away from today's show is show is is how do I be like Jerry and how can I make more money for 2021? Because you're the only one you can you, you're the only one who can hold yourself to blame, and you're the only one who can blame yourself at the end for not making enough money because there's plenty of work out there. And there's plenty of jobs to be able to to be able to make more money at it. So we're gonna go for our last break here. This is again Jordan Quijano with on Become the Banker with Inspired Choices Network. We'll be right back here with you. If what you thought to be true about money turned out not to be true, when would you like to know about it? Most of us have been taught wrong about money either by our family or friends. Our school system does not have any curriculum to teach us how money really works and how to make our money grow without risk in any economy. By tuning in to Become the Banker radio show with certified financial planner Joseph Quijano, you'll learn the truth about money and strategies to help you grow your money without risk. Are you ready to thrive financially in the economy? Listen for Become the Banker Radio Show every Monday at 12 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Central, 10 a.m. Mountain, and 9 a.m. Pacific. Hello, I'm consumer advocate Tom Martino. For years, I've been telling you about a safe, secure investment that you can do for as little as $200 a month. Earnings grow tax-free. And better than that, during this recent stock market crash, they did not lose a penny. Even though investments hit all-time lows, those involved in Become the Banker are still earning their guaranteed return of 4% tax-free plus a 1% dividend. Isn't it time you at least investigate and possibly become the banker yourself? In a nutshell, you overfund life insurance on purpose to build tax-sheltered cash for retirement and for loaning to yourself for life's needs and pleasures, college, credit card debt, a mortgage, 
They can all be paid when you become the banker. Do yourself a favor. At least find out more. Becomethebanker.org. For the next webinar, that's becomethebanker.org. And for a video review, becomethebanker.info. It's time to take action and stop your losses. Becomethebanker.org. This is the Become the Banker Show with certified financial planner, Joseph Quijano. To participate in today's show, join our live studio audience in our chat room at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. You can also ask or comment by email to joseph at becomethebanker.org or text to 303-880-0887. Well, welcome back, everybody. This is Jordan Quijano with Become the Banker. And I got to just say, I, I, I am getting excited in the show. We're getting close to the end here, which is sad because I think I was just getting ramped up here, you know, with Jerry. And, and I have to say, uh, one of the comments in, the, uh, in our comments here was it was too funny because I was talking about, you know, this, this uh, client of mine and we named him Jerry. And we're talking about all the money that Jerry's making. And you know what? It brings us back to the old storyline with uh, with Jim Carrey. who said, show me the money. <laughs> show me the money. So I thought that was too funny. I thought, uh, I thought that I'd bring that back. Uh, but really, I, uh, I really want to thank you guys for listening with us and, and taking your journey along the show. Because talking about finances sometimes, it scares people. I mean, it is something that a lot of us are nervous to talk about uh, if it isn't, you know, if it's not our, our forte, you know, if, if, it, if you don't want to talk about finances with your parents or with your children or with your friends or your neighbor, I mean, we've kind of been put in these bubbles that we don't talk about finances or money enough. And, and I've done episodes on this before that that uh that you we we can't do that anymore because all that does is really keeps us uh you know not not able to pass on the torch to it, to the next generation it keeps us it keeps us from making the same mistakes i should say and it, it, it makes us make the same mistakes if we're not passing on the knowledge to somebody else and so i encourage you guys to really take 2021 as a year of gain, not only gaining financial knowledge for yourself, not only getting yourself into a position of making more money and goals and budgeting, but I, I truly ask, I mean, and this might be a little cheesy, but I really am going to say it, pay it forward, please pay it forward in the sense of passing financial knowledge down. I ask you, I encourage you to please pay it forward to even if it's a friend, even if it's a, 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 a grandparent, a child, one of your children, somebody who's in college, somebody that you work with. And, and I mean, pay it forward with knowledge that you actually know that works or, or, or something that you know that you heard that is real. You know, that's why we offer our webinars every single month. We offer live webinars every single month because we want you to pay it forward and invite your friends, invite your family, and hear it from hear it from our mouth directly. You can ask us questions directly, financial questions. You know, how do you get ahead when you're in debt? And we show people how to get out of debt in nine years or less, including their mortgage. And let me tell you, 
after this year of 2020, all this debt that we all have accumulated because of credit card debts and mortgage debts or your forbearance on your mortgage because maybe you just needed some a few months of not paying your mortgage you know, debts or maybe you even took money from your 401k. All that money is going to have to get paid back somehow. And this is, this is where Become the Banker thrives in. We focus on showing you how to get out of debt in nine years or less, including the mortgage. And this is why I encourage every single one of you guys to visit our website and look for our next coming webinar. Go to becomethebanker.org, O-R-G. Again, that's becomethebanker.org, O-R-G. And by going there, not only are you going to find our podcast shows that we have recorded on there from our past ones, but you're going to find a wealth of knowledge just on everything. And in addition to that, you'll find a registration button where you can register for not only just an individual meeting with my father or myself or, uh, or a registration with, uh, for the webinars that I'm talking about that we hold live every single month so for next month we 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 have our dates coming up in january and we're very excited because for 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 2021 our goal was one of our biggest goals was to expand states on a on a, on a bigger scale uh, and what i mean by that is yes we we reach out to quite a bit of you guys through through this uh podcast all over the country though all over the country and, and we reach here in colorado we do tv and we do radio and we reach we reach across a lot of the states and we have a lot of youtube content go to our youtube channel as well and you'll see that we'll have we have a new video every single monday that we put out on financial advice but the biggest thing that we're doing is we're expanding states and we're holding webinars and seminars in each one of those states every single month at least twice so please go to our website becomethebanker.org and look for those upcoming dates and see if it's coming in your state we're going to be having someone in texas i know uh, new mexico arizona uh that's just off the top of my head right now colorado of course since we live here but seriously please take it upon yourself and put your financial knowledge to to use Give it the ability to pass the torch on to not only to your friends or your families, but really give it to your children. I mean, your kids, give them the best tool that you can give anybody, which is knowledge. And show them how they can get into a better financial position that anybody ever was in your life and their life. So I'm Jordan Quijano, and this has become The Baker on Inspired Choices Network. I thank you all. We'll see you next week. Thank you for choosing to listen to Become the Banker radio show. Certified financial planner Joseph Quijano will return next Monday at 12 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Central, 10 a.m. Mountain, and 9 a.m. Pacific. Until then, remember, rich people think like rich people. Poor people think like poor people.